Welcome to a preview of Round 8 on NRL.com. My name is Chris Kennedy. I am joined as last week by NRL.com crack reporter Alicia Newton and NRL.com senior journalist Marty Lenahan. Welcome to you both. Thanks, CK. Hello, CK. Hello, Marty. Let's tear straight into some footy chat, shall we? Kicks off Thursday night. The Raiders and the Rabbitohs down there in the nation's capital. Marty, I'll start with you. What is wrong with Canberra and can they beat the Rabbitohs? Uh, well, that's the big question, I guess, for Ricky Stewart, for everybody. He's uh, been ringing a few changes. He's lost Jared Croker this week to injury, which is a huge blow, even though Jared has been below his best, still a massive blow. And Josh Papali, he uh, rested as well, which is an interesting one. So what's wrong with them? They, uh, they just appear to have lost that continuity. We spoke last week about Josh Hodgson's role and how that was affecting them. Obviously, he's out as well. So... Tough times for them at the moment. And no, I don't think they can uh, beat South Sydney this week. Alicia, the, the Bunnies. Uh, no Latrell Mitchell last week, but Cody Walker went to the back and uh, Benji Marshall just winding back the clock, doing what uh, Benji does. They, um, you know, they did just was like 2005 all over again for Benji. Yeah, it was. Like, I don't think Wayne will be too happy with that 40 to 30 scoreline. But at the end of the day, this time of the year, you just sort of take the two points and move on, especially after that. Uh, the week that was, you know, leading in with Latrell Mitchell and, yeah, Benji Marshall, he's, he's almost playing for another year, isn't he? Like, he could easily go around again at this. I, I find it really fascinating when you put, you know, a player that sort of is on the verge of retirement into a team that is firing and suddenly they just look like the Morris brothers are another example, you know, they're just killing it. So, yeah, they, they haven't really lost too much, have they, in attack? I thought they started pretty slow last week against the Titans, but you also got to give a bit of credit to them um, who were – they come out pretty firing, but South's just sort of put on their attack when it when it mattered and uh, got the win. So, yeah, I, I can see them heading down to Canberra with plenty of confidence. Um, but the Raiders at the moment, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I find the Papali'i resting fascinating. You know, I know, I know it's a short turnaround for the Raiders, but – He's your key four. Like, he, he got into the grand final against South a couple of years ago. And, yeah, Ricky's obviously looking for something. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure that's the right move. Marty, Ricky spoke during the week, I, I guess, explained the move a little bit. He said, you know, we want the old Josh, we want the old Papa back. So, um, hoping that a week off, um, probably you can find that form. You have a little bit of a rest and, and recapture that. You know, he was you know, cl- close to, if not the best front rower in the game uh, for a lot of last year. And um, I don't... I wouldn't say he's been bad this year, but probably not as effective as he was um, last year. But I guess a bit of a, a controversial move if their pack does happen to get dominated by South this weekend. Yeah, look, it's a pretty gruelling season, I guess. We're only seven rounds into it, but if uh, if Papa can get a bit of a rest and a refresh, and I guess it's a bit of a wake-up call for him. I guess they were so successful the last few seasons that certain guys get happy in their position and they feel like they're safe. So maybe a little wake-up call. I think Benji, as Alicia was saying, amazing. He could play again next year. And there's a number of clubs. We talk about this half merry-go-round. Um, I reckon there's quite a few teams just at the moment would be uh, pretty happy to have Benji Marshall on board. So I'm um, only you'll be in for another big game. And I do think, uh, I think South will be just a little bit too good. Um, that's one tip for South. Alicia, you're going to the Rabbitohs? Yep, tipping the Rabbitohs. I will say South Sydney as well. The early Friday game, the Storm and the Sharks been one of the, the more, um, you know, feisty, fiery rivalries of the past decade or so, certainly around that uh, 2016 era in particular. Um, Storm have a very short price favourites uh, for this one. Alicia, um, 
do you give the the Sharks much of a chance? They've been a little bit of uh, disarray and um, you know lost, lost obviously to the Bulldogs last week. Yeah, I give them a little bit of a chance, but at this point of the year, they're just sort of beating themselves. I think they probably should have won the last three weeks. Like if we're being really honest, um, I found a bit like um, the Papa Lee thing. I found taking Sean Johnson off last week with twenty to go. I know he's just coming back from injury and. It was always sort of the plan, but with the game on the line, you know, what do you sort of prefer at this time of the year if you're a Sharks fan? You'd, I would have loved to have seen him stay out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, down there, it's it's a it's a pretty tough ask against this Storm side that just sort of is showing no signs of, of letting up. And, and even if they did lose George Jennings and Nelson Asafa-Solomona this week, um, they've still got plenty in their, in their attack to sort of test the Sharks defensively. Marty, the Storm still without uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. They've also lost George Jennings to a head knock. So Tom Eisenhuth gets shoveled, sh- shuffled out into the uh, the centres. Rima Smith onto the wing. Harry Grant still coming off the bench, which I guess is a little bit of a, a surprise after he's um, you know got his match fitness back, but it seems to be working for them. Oh, look, great one-two punch there for them in the, the hooking roles. I mean, they've just got so many players that can step up. Nico Hines just does the job at fullback. They were... Pretty devastating the other night. Jerome Hughes is in fantastic form. And I think the uh, the great element to this game, of course, is throwing Will Chambers in there in his first game for Cronulla against his old club. So uh, I think he's already said he, he's had a few feisty moments in uh, those battles, as you said, over the years. But unfortunately, 2016, uh, very, very distant memory for Cronulla. So, uh, look, the way they played last week against, against the Bulldogs, you couldn't really give them much hope down in Melbourne. I was about to bring up Will Chambers because I was sent out to uh, Shark Park for a media opportunity on Wednesday and uh, Will Chambers was up and unbelievable piece of rugby league serendipity that one of the chief protagonists of these feisty sledging rivalries over the that sort of 10-year period who would just always give it to Cronulla both barrels and was heavily involved in the middle of any uh, sledging that was going on um, comes back to the NRL for a lifeline after his stint in Japanese rugby collapsed and it's um, the Sharks of all clubs that that come calling with a bit of a shortage in their outside backs and lo and behold his first game back in the NRL is against the storm on Amy Park um, and he said he didn't really hold back it was actually a pretty good press conference from, um, from Will Chambers he admitted that he said some pretty offensive things on the field uh, against Cronulla over the years, obviously not elaborating on what they were, but you know, what, what happens on the field stays on the field and all that. And he, he said he wouldn't hesitate to, um, to unload on the storm. If, uh, if it came to it, he'd happy to defend himself. Alicia, be plenty of eyeballs on, uh, on Will Chambers on, uh, on Friday night. Yeah. And he must have, he's must've made a pretty big impression so far. If, if he's taken Josh Dugan out of the side straight away, like yeah. Josh Hanna is obviously not mucking around, um, you know what, they got 16 rounds left and a lot of these Sharks players are playing for their futures next year, including Dugan. So to have a guy like Will Chambers come in, um, it'd be fascinating to see sort of like team dynamic in the next couple of weeks. And, Oh, there's no doubt Will Chambers is going to be up for that game against Melbourne, but um, at the same time, he didn't really leave there on, on terrible terms either. So um, yeah, he's he's one of those characters that we sort of missed in the game, you know, especially at origin level as well. A lot of those guys played for the Blues. and uh, Yeah, it's sort of nice to see him back in league, but it'll be fascinating to see how he goes against his old side. 
He did say he called um, called Gal for a, a chat before he made his decision. He called um, Wade Graham and Andrew Fafita, who he's mates with from, um, I think, Australian camp and also Indigenous All-Stars camp, and just made sure he had all the players' blessing before he just rocked up uh, on the doorstep. But he also said he had a really long sort of two, two-and-a-half-hour sit-down with Craig Bellamy, who also um, you know, told him to do what was right for himself and gave his blessing. And I'm sure they'll um, have a, a friendly chat after the game. But certainly a, a very interesting subplot in what is a very important game for both teams. Finish up with a tip. Um, Marty, you first, Storm? Yeah, got to be Storm. Look, I think Wade Graham back is another big boost for Cronulla, and I do think Will Chambers will help him, but uh, no, Melbourne, just too many weapons down there. Alicia? Yeah, Melbourne for me as well. Three for the Storm, uh, tips-wise. Broncos and the Titans um, headlines, Friday night footy up there at Suncorp Stadium. Um, Titans with the the wood over Big Brother the last few years, uh, Marty. David Fafita um, certainly enjoyed the uh, the contest against his former club uh, last time they met. Um, You expecting a bit more of the same? Oh, absolutely. I think David Fafita's been, uh, when he's on, he's been unbelievable this year as he was against South last week. Unfortunately, it only lasted for one half and... uh, I guess otherwise he would have put six tries on South if he kept that going. But he did drift out of the game a little bit, which is a bit of a concern. Look, the Broncos, I guess the uh, Red Hill rule asset in the halves just uh, rolls on. And we've got another pairing there this week. I think it's four different pairings in eight games. So Heavy just keeps on searching for what he thinks is going to work for them. And uh, right now, not very much is working. So it'll be very interesting to see how they, uh, they aim up. They are at home. They have had a great record against the Titans probably before last year, really. But, uh, geez, it's a very hard one to pick. But I think the Titans have just got too many weapons for them and Brisbane are just too inconsistent at the moment. What do you make of that halves musical chairs? Like you said, four combinations in eight weeks. Obviously, uh, Tom Dean signing with the Cowboys probably hasn't helped his chances of uh, getting some more games at, at Brisbane this year. But, you know, Milford a couple of weeks ago was dropped after Kevy had just said he'd had his best game of the year, then said he, he needs a month in reserve grade to find his form, two weeks in reserve grade. And they have to check they lost at least one of those games. Suddenly he's back in first grade alongside Tyson Gamble, who hasn't played um, very much first grade and none so far this year. I mean, I know he has to search and try and find the right combination that's good for the team, but how is any combination going to find their confidence and find their form when they're getting dropped every second week? Well, that's right. You're not going to have a combination, are you, if you don't sort of keep playing together. So Tom Dearden, that's an interesting one, as you said, just after he signs to go to another club. Clearly, Brisbane didn't want him there. So he's uh, he's obviously gone off and found himself a new team for next year at the Cowboys. So straight out of the side uh, 24 hours after he announces that, which is, is pretty rough if that's the, the basis of him being out of the side. But it just feels like they'll keep shuffling around till they, uh, till they win a game. So if they aim up this week, if they have a win, then you expect those two guys. I think Milford, I still think he's got to be in the side all the time, just with the experience and what he can bring to that side. As you said, two weeks out, let's hope he's... Uh, comes back with a bit of confidence and he can at least get them uh, on the right track in attack. Alicia, what are you expecting from this one? Brisbane, um, I thought pretty good against Penrith a couple of weeks ago and then obviously diabolical against the Eels last week, which has resulted in more changes. Um, Titans, probably a bit more good than bad um, so far this year. Um, Also pretty diabolical against the Seagulls a a fortnight ago before a a much stronger performance against the um, the Rabbitohs, but certainly a lot more stability and continuity in their lineup than Brisbane have got. Yeah, Bronx probably, well, both teams probably one steps forward, two step back, but in Broncos' case, probably a bit more. Their, their two step back is, is far, far greater. But um, 
Look, I, I think it's it is one of those games. Obviously, um, it can come down to just whoever does turn up because we have seen, as you say, the results have just been so lopsided, either one way or the other. Um, Brisbane back at home, they put in such a big performance before the Eels game. Sorry, who was that against? I can't remember. Um, where they just they had a real hot, hot crack at Penrith. it, and that's what uh, against Penrith, Penrith yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what you want. I think at home we're gonna we're gonna see that. But whether the Titans, if the Titans turn up for full eighty, then I think they should get the chocolates. But um, yeah, Broncos. I'm expecting a fight back, especially with Milford back. That's a tip for the Titans. Titans, yeah. Marty. Yeah, put me down for the Titans, mate. But I think the Broncos will aim up for sure. Titans for me as well. Saturday afternoon footy kicks off uh, out there in Bathurst, Carrington Park. Panthers are taking their one game of the year out west. Um, Marty, they host Manly. They were just, this was so one-sided when they met a few weeks ago out there at Lotto Land. Panthers just absolutely dismantled the Seagulls. But obviously since then, the return of uh, one Tom Travojevic has had a little bit of an impact. Oh, mate, unbelievable to think that uh, one man can have an influence so much. I mean, we spoke about it last week when he was one game back. He's done it again. He was probably more dominant against West Tigers than he even was in his first game back. So they are just a reborn football team. As you said, they uh, they were no match for Penrith when they played previously. But I think they're a lot more confident. I think they'll go out there expecting to uh, aim up. And look, the fact is... Penrith, you can't win forever. They are going to lose a game at some point. I guess most people won't think it's this weekend. Um, but certainly Manly playing the way they are can, can throw plenty at them. And uh, I reckon they can push them all the way. Alicia, a few team changes floating around. Appy Coruscant back from injury. So Penrith get even stronger than they were last week when uh, Dylan Edwards returned to, to bolster the lineup. Manly obviously surging on the back of um, of Turbo's form, but um, the, the rest of the guys around him seem to have listed, lifted in recent weeks uh, as well. Yeah, it's the game of the round for me. I'm talking to Appy Coruscant on Monday. He was sort of along the lines of, um, you know, when you've got him in your team, Tommy Trevojevic, he just he just brings everyone together and he just gives you that confidence like you're going to go out there and you've got points in you, whereas Manly obviously just haven't had that in, in recent times. And, and Penrith, you know, demolished them only a month ago, but it's a completely different Manly lineup now. You have to take them a lot more seriously. Um, I am heading out to Bathurst for that game, actually, daytime footy. Penrith have dropped their last two at Bathurst as well, so it uh, hasn't all been smooth sailing for them. Um, I'm really interested with Penrith around the centres because you've got Momorowski due back in a couple of weeks and you've got Matty Burton there. He's obviously been killing it on that left edge. But with Momorowski out now, you've got Crichton on that right side. Um, for me, I'd keep those two. You know, as much as Momorowski had a great sort of five, six weeks to start, um, you know, this this is a bit of an audition for, for Matt Burton to, to keep his spot because at the moment he's not doing anything wrong. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one over the next couple of weeks, but more more particularly um, this this game in Bathurst. Yeah, well, I think for, for their centres, it's a good problem to have. Crichton, for me, is one of the centres for the rest of the year, no matter what. He only moves from there if he has to cover fullback or, or cover another spot, whereas um, Momorowski, like you said, has been going really well. Matt, Matt Burton's been killing it. Um, the only other... I mean, Burton has to stay in the team 
for me. It's just whether he keeps Momorowski out of a centre spot or whether he, you know, potentially bumps Tyrone May from that bench utility spot or whether there's another injury and they do another reshuffle that allows him to, to stay in the team. But um, I think he's just going too well to, to not be in that 17 somewhere. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, oh, it's a great headache to have, right? Like even Mitch yeah. Kenny, poor bloke, misses out after killing it the last month with, with Coruscant missing. So, yeah, it's, it's not the worst dilemma to have, but... um. They're going to be up for, like, they'll have a pretty stern test this week. It will be probably their toughest test of the year. Um, I'll take that man, uh, the Melbourne game out, sorry. But, yeah, that'll, away from home and, yeah, just expected to win. It's going to be a bit of a um, bit of a big test for them. What's your tip? Uh, I've gone with Penrith, but with no confidence. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Manly kept rolling on. Marty? Yeah, Penrith with confidence for me. I think, uh, yeah, they're lovely problems to have, those... Uh, Selection dilemmas when you're a top side and you've got plenty of good players there. Matty Burton's a gun. I think he'll be in that side somewhere. They'll be great, even better with Coruscant back. And I think others have too much uh, class for Manly. But a lot of tries. It'll be a, it'll be a cracking game to watch. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. Manly's been great the past fortnight, but the uh, the step up in class this week is enormous. Titans were well off their game and West Tigers were extremely poor. They're going to do it a lot tougher uh, against a disciplined Panthers side. So Penrith for me. Uh, second Saturday game, the Bulldogs up against the Eels. Both last start winners. Um, huge morale booster for Canterbury last week, uh, Marty, but Eels uh, just absolutely thrashed the, the Broncos. So they'll be very tough to stop. Yeah, well, you just mentioned a step up in class. Uh, Bulldogs are certainly going to have one. They um, Look, that was a, a highlight of the season for me last week, just Trent Barrett's emotion. Fantastic bloke, one of the one of the best blokes in the game. We know how hard they've been working and just to see that emotion and for him to say it was uh, his biggest win as a coach or a player, massive call, but uh, he really enjoyed it. They, they dug in, they had a go. And now that they've got that winning feeling, you can imagine that'll certainly uh, carry them forward, I think. But as we said, a, a steep rising class. Parramatta are one of the, you know, the two or three elite sides of the competition, and they should just have too many weapons for them. But uh, yeah, look, it's it's nice to see it's a great old rivalry as well. So hopefully, uh, the Bulldogs can aim up and, and make it a, a contest. But uh, yeah, I just think Parramatta got strike across the park. What are you looking forward to, Alicia? Yeah, much the same with Marty there. Um, I mean, the scenes of Trent Barrett tearing. I think we all sort of teared mm. up for him as well, and. Um, I guess it just shows, too, the amount of pressure that's been on, you know, not only the team, but, but for him, like, coming in a new club, you want to make that impression. And when it's not going so well for you early, um, you know, I'm sure you're thinking that the, the club's second-guessing, you know, whether it was the right move. So, um, yeah, they'll take a lot of confidence in that. And, and on a similar note, talking to a few guys at the Tigers today, players, they're just sort of like, we just need that one win. If we can just get that one win away, then, you know, it just relaxes. So, I'm keen to see how the Bulldogs sort of respond. I don't think they've won back-to-back games since 2019. So, um, yeah, but in terms of the Eels, they're just sort of just doing things nicely at the moment, aren't they? Like they're winning Darwin, you know, they put the Broncos away and and now it's a case of just kicking on. They've, they've had that turning point since the Dragons game. I think we mentioned it last week. They've just Something's changed about them and they're, they're, just, um, they're just back to sort of that top four team that we expect. 
they get uh, um, yeah they get Ryan Madison um, back. He's had a bit of a layoff with um, some lingering concussion symptoms. Got through full eighty minutes in our reserve grade last week. He comes back via the bench. Um, I guess partly to ease him back and partly just because um, Isaiah Papaliti has just been so unbelievable in the uh, the starting side. They do lose Will Smith, who's been pretty handy for them um, to a, a broken thumb. Hayes Dunster, who's more of a, a winger or a centre, listed to take on that um that role on the bench, but um. Marty, the Eels got a lot of mileage out of that bench last week with uh, Bryce Cartwright, his best game probably since um, since his Penrith days. And, um, you know, Smith, Oregon, Kafusi all um, really having a huge impact in, in sweaty conditions against the uh, the Broncos. So that's another threat for Parramatta. Oh, absolutely. Cartwright was fantastic last week. I think he's uh, he's obviously reveling there in that team. It's a, it's a, a top side and he can... He's obviously got Brad Arthur giving him good advice about when he comes into the game and what he can do when he's out there, try and temper those, uh, I guess, offloads and trying to do too much too special, which he was often a bit uh, guilty of. So he just played his role perfectly last week. And I think you mentioned Madison coming back. He's a huge inclusion for them. So, uh, look, it's just a, a perfectly balanced side, Parramatta. And Alicia mentioned that Dragons loss. And that's just a wake-up call, I guess, that a lot of the good teams are going to get. Penrith are probably, well, they are the only ones that haven't really had one yet. They uh, they haven't been beaten, whereas the other top sides have had someone knock them off just to kind of give them a bit of a, a wake-up. And uh, Parramatta have been excellent since then. So I think uh, they'll certainly be winning this one on the weekend. Three tips for the Eels. The final Saturday game is the Knights hosting the Roosters up there in the Hunter Valley. Um, Newcastle, uh, Marty, the uh, I, I guess up and down. They, they've had some good performances, some not so good performances. I thought they were quite resilient against the Panthers, uh, defended pretty well, but didn't help themselves um, in their few attacking chances. Callum Pong has made a difference since he's been back uh, from injury. I thought Kurt Mann was sensational um, last week. Um, their forward pack, other than uh, a couple of off games, has mostly been very good. Tyson Brazil, new lease on life. Are you expecting them to um, to run the Roosters close? Oh, they'll certainly aim up at home. I think they're a they're usually a vastly different team up there with a big crowd at, uh, at the Hunter. So, and look, if James Tedesco, obviously he's uh, in some sort of doubt with his uh, head knock from last weekend. So clearly if he is not in the side, that's a, a massive bonus for Newcastle. They just have to find, I guess it's it's a common theme with the sides around 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 on the ladder that just don't seem to be able to put a string of games together. And that will be, uh, that's where it'll be concerning Adam O'Brien, I guess is just the, the lack of consistency, I certainly do expect them to play well. And I think uh, guys like Tyson Frizzell, he's going to really enjoy uh, coming up against that Roosters pack and massive test. So I think it'll be a quality game. Alicia, the um, ends of sets were a real issue for, for Newcastle last week and probably have been um, for a fair bit of the, the season. Are you expecting, a, I guess, a lift in the, the precision of the playmakers? Well, I hope so. I think... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Blake Green, you sort of, I think everyone's sort of looking towards Ponga. You know, they, when they get a bit lost, they're looking for where's Ponga. And if, if you're the Roosters, you sort of just shut him down. You almost shut them all down. And that's where I think Blake Green needs to do a little bit more with his last play options. Um, you know, we sort of, that's where you sort of look back and you, you look at Mitchell Pierce and you think that's that's where he come into, into play was they're still trying to find their way without him, especially on those last plays. So, um, yeah, it's definitely an area. You mentioned Kurt Mann. I mean, he, he for me, sort of is Newcastle. You know, he's you talk about flashes of brilliance with Caelan Ponga, but Kurt Mann just you know, wears his heart on his sleeve and just goes out there and, and plays his footy, and that's what you need. I think 
you know, the Roosters defensively have still been very, very good this year. Um, even against Melbourne, you know, they were with Melbourne for a bit and then they got blown off a bit late. But um, Newcastle going to come up with ways to sort of just find, find points in different different ways. They can't be relying on Ponga in this one and then um, because the Roosters will, you know, won't, won't give you much. So, um, and equally listening to Adam O'Brien this week, like he wants the players to sort of target Sam Walker a lot more, which I think Cronulla did it quite well for 60-odd minutes until he sort of, Blew home and won in the game. And last week, Dragons started well, but then they sort of just fell away. So, um, yeah, I think if you – same sort of thing. If you can shut Sam Walker's passing game down, then I think you're every chance of um, sort of keeping the Roosters at bay as well. Um, but it would be an interesting one at home. Knights, different team, home ground. Yeah, definitely. I was out at the Roosters um, through the week and um... – you know, Tedesco is still not sure if he'll play, but the all the noise from the Roosters, they were pretty optimistic. They said he bounced into training uh, the day after the game and um, showing no ill effects there. Hopefully it'll get through all these uh, concussion protocols, six-day turnaround, so he's got long enough if he does uh, pass everything. Just on uh, Sam Walker, he was up for media and had a good chat with him. And I, second time I've met him, and I'm just, again, so blown away by just how sort of just confident and unflustered he is both, you know, dealing with journalists as well as dealing with gigantic second rowers trying to trample over the top of him. And he, he's, they, you know, they've got him a few times, you know, the Storm made him a target, um, Sharks made him a target, and he's still, um, obviously, Storm beat the Roosters down in Melbourne, but for the most part, for a young 18-year-old playmaker coming in, he's um, he's found a way to, um, you know, to survive the the testing out in defence and still put some uh, match-winning plays on. Marty, just a, a special young talent and a luxury to have someone like that come in, even though it's earlier than they would have liked, given uh, Luke Curie's injury. Have someone like that come in is uh, unbelievable. Oh, absolutely, mate. And I think, uh, look, when he gets onto the field across that white line, I'm sure he's a lot more comfortable out there than facing journalists. That can be uh, fairly intimidating for a young bloke. And uh, I reckon once he gets out on the field and he's got his big forwards there looking after him and... Uh, He's just doing what he does. He's just a natural talent. He's playing like backyard footy, as they like to say. The Dragons really did not put any pressure on him. They, they were terrible after about 20 minutes at Dragons. Yeah. But look, he is just showing every sign of being a, a fantastic player for a decade. And that's that's the test, so I guess, is to keep aiming up and doing it every week. And I think, uh, I think he will lead the Roosters to another win this week. Tip, Alicia. Uh, went with the Roosters as well, went head against the heart. Um, yeah, I think defensively, as I mentioned, they'll have too much and Newcastle's attack at the moment is uh, is not doing enough. So Roosters for me. Roosters for me as well. Sunday afternoon footy up there on the Central Coast. The Warriors hosting uh, the Cowboys. Alicia, I'll start with you. Warriors, um, some peculiar team changes last week. Still not entirely sure exactly how you'd say uh, debutante Reese Walsh and Roger Tuivasa-Shek were playing. I guess Roger sort of, I guess, defending on the wing and playing a bit more like a six in attack and Walsh sort of not a traditional fullback, but sort of a bit of a one slash six as well. Um, some flashes of brilliance from young Reese Walsh, but you have to say at the end of the day, it didn't quite pay off. Yeah, I watched this game. I didn't watch all of it because I was at the Dragons-Roosters game, but I um, caught some highlights. And, yeah, that's how it sort of seemed, didn't it? They, I found it really bizarre when I first read Roger was going on the wing because he sort of seemed wasted. So um, I guess they just needed to get Reese Walsh, Walsh in and he was probably most comfortable um, in that role. And then halfway through the game, they sort of thought, oh, we need to use Roger a bit more. So it's going to take a bit of time, I think, with Nathan Brown on how to – 
how to best use this kid. And he obviously, you know, he did have some nice touches and um, showed he's definitely capable. And obviously, you know, getting him down from Brisbane early was was part of the the plan, obviously, to, to let him play this year, which is something he wasn't probably going to do at Brisbane. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. It's gone, kind of gone under the um, – things swept on the carpet a bit, but Todd Payton up against, you know, the Warriors did a lot for that club last year and um, heading back to the Central Coast for the first time. So I think you spoke a little bit about it earlier in the week around um, how much it sort of has helped him now at the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, it should, should be a good game. And, and the Warriors, you know, although they lost last week, They've been playing pretty well on the Central Coast and um, Cowboys are on a bit of a roll as well. So it should be a pretty decent game. Marty, only a, a fortnight after the Warriors um, completed a 100% uh, in an impressive win against the Dragons. Um, you know, Sean O'Sullivan's been dropped. I know he was coming off a pretty um, mediocre performance um, sort of week or week before that um, with a bunch of errors and, and missed tackles. But, um, yeah, a bit of a, I guess, a risk, maybe a calculated one, but definitely a risk tossing the, the rookie in and dispensing with the um, slightly more experienced halfback to, to go with something a bit more left field. Yeah, look, I think the backline injuries have forced Nathan Brown's hand a little bit with guys like Reese Walsh and Rocco Berry as well. Maybe they're in a bit earlier than he would have wanted them to be, but he's certainly lost a number of guys out of the backline. So, look, they are, they're trying a few things. I think, as you said, last week's selection seemed bizarre, um, but Reese Walsh, I think everybody knows, is a pretty talented kid. So they want to get, get him in there and give him a shot. So, look, I reckon they'll, uh, they'll really aim up this week, the Warriors. They do seem quite comfortable there at the Central Coast. And I think uh, Alicia mentioned Todd Payton. As he said, he is very thankful for the time he spent at the Warriors and it really helped him. I think that was where you really got the first inkling of what a straight shooter he was. And he never made any excuses for the Warriors. You know, we're living away from home and all these things. Guys, some guys have gone home. He wouldn't buy into any of those excuses. And he, and he just uh, went hard right from the start. And I think that's also paying dividends for him up at the Cowboys now. Um, just on, I mean, Todd Payton, yes, very impressive, but the Cowboys seem to be really buying into to what he's selling uh, the last three weeks. They've been a lot more impressive, a lot more disciplined. Um, you know, Ben Hampton and Scott Drinkwater probably isn't what we call the, you know, one of the most eye-catching or premier halves combinations in the NRL, but they're doing enough to get the job done. Not, you know, pretty much the whole roster is pretty short on um, superstars. I know Val Holmes is a big name at fullback, but um, just, uh, I guess, a bit more disciplined, a bit more resilient sort of style of play and, and no frills getting it done for them the last three weeks. Oh, to come back from 24-6 down against Canberra, I think uh, you mentioned Drinkwater. He put in that perfect grubber kick for them to score just before halftime, which was crucial to get them back within 12. Their second half was fantastic. Leah, whatever you think about how Canberra are going and how they sort of took the foot off the gas, but the Cowboys came home strong. They get Jason Taumalolo back. So they've done this three on the trot without him, which is a very good sign for them. So I think they'll uh, they'll certainly go to the, the Central Coast full of confidence. Not many teams apart from Penrith have put uh, three on the bounce this year. So uh, I think they'll go down there expecting to, uh, to aim up again. Who's your tip? Well, having said that, I'm going to go for the Warriors. <laughs> I got the money on the Cowboys last week with a bit of an upset, but uh, you did. I don't you just, did. just think the Warriors at home. Alicia? Yeah, I'm still not convinced by the Cowboys travelling away and playing away, so I'm going to lean towards the Warriors as well. 
Yeah, that was it for me. I was leading towards the Cowboys, and then I sort of looked at their away record, and Warriors pretty good out of Gosford, and that was sort of my um, my deciding vote. So I'll tip the Warriors um, in their adopted home base of Gosford, but uh, yeah, anything could happen in this one. Final game of the round, uh, Dragons up against West Tigers, uh, Wind Stadium at Wollongong. Um, Alicia, both teams very poor last week. Dragons, surprisingly so. West Tigers um, were actually decent the week before that against South and um, just absolutely uh, abysmal uh, in round seven. What are you expecting from both these teams? Um, I honestly don't know. And I say that <laughs> in that you just don't know what you're going to get at the moment with the Tigers. Um, look, I think whenever, you know, there's losses in a row, questions get asked around the coach, etc. But I think, you know, for them, it's just a matter of we saw what they can do against South and the effort that they can put in against the top side, and then they sort of back it up with that performance against Manly. You just, you, I feel sorry for Tigers fans. Um, I'm expecting a bounce back because they they naturally have been doing that, but whether it's enough against the Dragons, I'm not so sure because the Dragons are going to get back to what they were doing, you know, two weeks ago before their back-to-back losses, and um, they've sort of come up against some pretty decent teams in that, but their effort against the Roosters last week, um, you know, once a bit of adversity went against them, um, they sort of just crumbled. So, um, yeah, it was very undragons like last week compared to what we've seen in the first five weeks. Um, but honestly, this this could go either way. I'm, I'm Even with Ben Hunt back, I'm not too confident around the Dragons at the moment. Just on the uh, the Dragons team, Marty Ben Hunt back is a massive boost for them. They've a lot of what they've done well this year has come off just being very physical through the forwards. That was sort of how they got the Eels. Was you know it's not I know a few of those guys, Paul Vaughan, Tarek Sims have, have played Origin, but guys like you know Tyrell Formaiono, Blake Laurie, Alvaro off the bench, um, you know. They, they're the ones that are sort of um, driving a lot of it just with just a bit of rugged physicality and not being, you know, the most flashy forward pack in the comp, but um, just making life real sort of tricky for, for opposition packs. And I guess that's what they've got to recapture um, as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely. They were just playing good direct football and that's where they were They were going off the back of that. McCulloch was getting out of dummy half. Ben Hunt was playing off it when he was there. Corey Norman. So they did drift away from it. Uh, badly against the Warriors. And then I think last week they just played. The Roosters are a very good team. And once they got on a bit of a roll, the Dragons sort of lost their way. And I think uh, I think the Dragons, surely this is the first team in history with two wingers suspended. I don't think that would, uh, <laughs> that would happen too often. So a uh, bit of a new look back line for them. Look, they're really going to need to hit back there at home. Wind Stadium's obviously a bit of a, a spiritual home for them. I think Alicia's spot on. You absolutely do not know what you'll get in this game. And that's probably what makes it uh, quite appealing for a, a Sunday afternoon game. I think there'll be a big crowd there and both sides, a bit of a bounce back factor, you would think. And I think for me, uh, look, probably just the Dragons because of where the game is and just because they've got more threats, I think. And if they do go back to what was working for them, I think they can uh, they can punch quite a few holes in that Tigers defence. What are you expecting from this one, Alicia? Oh, I think I think it's a massive game in terms of the time. Michael Maguire's made a few changes already, but nothing major. Like I think if they drop this game, then we're really going to see like a you know possible half switch or this kind of giving him kind of giving the team one more chance, aren't they? They made as I said a couple of minor changes around position switches and stuff, but yeah, it's uh it's a massive game if you're a, if you're a tiger. Um, in saying that, I am going with the dragons. Um home ground advantage and yeah they're just bouncing back a lot easier and a lot better this season 
Yeah, I'm, um, Tigers are one of those teams who come out and you know get lapped by a team they, they should be beating, um, like we saw against the, the Cowboys, then somehow come out and run south through the Roosters all the way to the, the 80th minute the, the next week. They're definitely one of those teams that's very hard to predict. But based on what we've seen so far, I've got to go with the, um, the Dragons to bounce back this weekend. Uh, that is all eight games from round eight. Uh, that's all we've got time for. Alicia and Marty, thank you so much for joining us on the NRL.com Preview Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks.